Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Barbara Murray, welcome to Human Stories. And you are a bell ringer. Yes. It's so Um, tempting to say ding dong at this point, but I won't. (laughs) Okay. We call ourselves campanologists. Campanologists. Yes. Okay. But it sounds like it could be something to do with camping, though. No, it isn't, actually. No. Although there are moves these days to have camping setups in churches. Yep. Uh, Okay. So I want to find out all about what it's like to be a bell ringer. How long have you done it for? 55 years. Good grief! You must be you must be um, a super duper expert. Just well experienced. Yeah, I'm not bad. Well, that's good. And how often do you ring your bells? Normally, I ring two or three times a week, plus the occasional Saturdays, plus the occasional extras. Is there um, uh, a danger that you might get lifted up into the bell tower on the end of a rope? Not if you learn how to handle the ropes properly. You sort of let it go for a bit, do you, and then grab it again? You've got two places where you grab the rope. As long as you let let go of the right part at the right time, you don't have a problem. And if you do feel yourself leaving the ground, the rule is let go. Let go just for for health and safety? Just let go. It will not harm anyone else if you let go. Okay. And what sort of music do you play on the bells? We don't play music. We play what is called methods, which are mathematical patterns set according to very strict rules. Right. Some of them do produce more musical results, Mm. but not all of them. Why are they strict rules? Because you aren't allowed to repeat a row of numbers that's been already entered into the piece. Oh, okay. Uh, So you couldn't play, you couldn't do requests? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything. I've obviously, I've heard lots of church bells uh, rang, run, and um, but I've no idea about, about apart from that. I have seen some church bells, obviously. I've been up into uh, the odd bell tower or two, but not to ring them or to, to do anything with the bells themselves. I've just been up there. I learned to ring on a, a peal of six bells in right. a little village just off Morecambe Bay. All right. Um, and I started doing that when I was eight. Wow. So you've got a serious uh, issue there that being eight years old, you might well get lifted up on the end of the rope if you didn't let go. Absolutely. You do have to learn how to do things properly. But it's a bit like riding a bike. Yeah. You just get back on and keep going. And presumably you have to have an ear for it so you know when to pull the rope. Yes, you do have to listen carefully and look because you're ringing after or before another bell. So you have to be aware of what they're doing with their rope and when their bell is going to make a ding and so that yours makes the appropriate interval before yours makes a ding. Okay. How long would it uh, take to learn from the average person to learn to be a a bell ringer? It can take anything from a few weeks to several years. It depends what level you're hoping to achieve. Hmm. Um. Smaller children take a little longer to learn some of the handling techniques because they're quite small. Mm, sure. Older people who do take it up quite a lot, uh, they're easier to teach in that they're perfectly physically capable. Yeah. 
but they do tend to overanalyze what they're doing sometimes. Yeah, sure. How many people? It's just happy to pull a rope and it goes ding. Yeah. <laughs> Understand. How many people on what do you call um, a collection of bell ringers? Is a band. It, uh, sorry? A band. A band. A band of bell yeah. ringers, of course. Mm -hmm. And how many people in your band? The bands vary, generally according to roughly the size of the church, but you'll only have six people ringing at any one time in a six bell tower. In an eight or ten bell tower, you may still only have six ringing for some things, but you'll have eight or ten people ringing at other times. So the, your band needs to be slightly more than the number of bells you have available. So you couldn't do one bell in each hand? Some people can. Yeah. Um, I can't. <laughs> I can do that on handbells only. Oh, I see. I can, I can do two bells to handbell ringing. Yeah. So you play you play the handbells as well. Yes, uh, that's something I've taken up again recently. All right. So where do you play on those? Where do you play those handbells? Usually, you find a group of other people to play them with. But I've been doing them on a virtual platform during the lockdown. All right. Over Zoom, like we're talking. Yes, we have um, a platform that has been written by a couple of ringers in America uh -huh. that provides us with a virtual church tower and a virtual handbell organisation. Yep. And we meet with other ringers from around the world and we play together. That sounds uh, awesome. I've never heard of this before, virtual bell ringing. Um, it's, it's new. It's, it didn't exist properly before COVID. There was just a small educational facility. Yeah. This is much bigger. And do, uh, do you teach uh, people? Yes. Um, with your experience, yes. I should imagine you do. Yes, I've taught a lot of people over the years. And is there sort of a, a shortage of um, good bell ringers at all? Do you struggle yes. to get them? Yes, it's not considered to be particularly fashionable. Hmm. Uh, there's too many Xboxes and PS5s and things around. Yes. Yes, as for the young people, yeah, definitely. There are groups of young people who ring. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're getting more interested, but there's a huge gap between the ages of probably 20 and 60. Wow. Do you have to be fit? No. Right. No, not at all. You don't have very to, unfit. <laughs> you don't have to do exercises so your shoulders and your arms are okay pulling those ropes. No, you develop the strength in those. Mm-hmm. It's very good for your arms and shoulders because yeah. it's non-weight-bearing. Non yeah, I'm sure. That's good. I could do with that. Actually. Keeps the joints moving. Yeah, good Good plan, good plan. And how, in, you know, so do you go along every Sunday to your local church and ring the bells? I should do, mm -hmm. but my local church doesn't ring every Sunday. Right. So a lot of churches don't ring every Sunday now. They tend to share bands and the band will ring at one church one week and another church another week or just ring on certain Sundays because there's a lot of combined ministries these days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was talking to a vicar on Human Stories, in fact, um, mm -hmm. and she was saying that she looked after, I don't know, five or six or more parishes. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what happened to my local church in North London when I, when I lived there is um, they used to ring bells. Um, they used to ring one bell uh, just before the service to call people to the church to ser to, to service. Mm -hmm. um, so it just went ding, 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 ding. 
And then, yes. um, um, so that only needed one person and there's only one rope. Uh, so it hasn't got uh, a proper set of bells, uh, this particular church. And so what they did is they put a huge weatherproof loudspeaker up in the uh, in the spire of the church and played recordings of peals of bells. That's not unusual. There's quite a few churches play recordings because they haven't got their own bells. Hmm. I suppose it's a good backup, isn't it? It is a reasonable backup, but it would be much nicer if they all had proper bells. Yeah, it would. It might help the church itself to have bands of ringers who support them. And um, tell me about the origin of uh, bell ringing. Was it uh, some kind of uh, communication system between um, towns and villages back in the day? Uh, not as I'm aware of. It was usually something that the local landowners put in place. They would have their land and they would build a church. Mm. They'd build a pub first for somewhere for the people to stay while they were building the church. Of course. <laughs> then they'd build the church next to the pub. Yeah. And then they would get the local um, workers to go and ring the bells for them, for their nice services, for their uh-huh. communities. That's fascinating. And then afterwards, they'd all go back in the pub again. Absolutely. And presumably, <laughs> when they, if they went to the pub before ringing the bells, it might have been a bit chaotic. <laughs> There's an awful lot of churches with old notices on the walls about how you would be fined if you turned up drunk. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> and uh, is that sort of on the wall? Stick to that after the practice night. Yeah, absolutely. So is that notice on sort of at the bottom of the bell tower by all the ropes? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> the pubs are very, very important to us. Well, yeah, of course. We ring what we call peels, mm-hmm. which can last three hours or more in one go without stopping. Yeah. Which wow. is our equivalent of marathon running. Gosh, yeah. I was going to say, how long do you have to ring them for? That's a long time. Three hours? Quite a, yeah, I've run several of those. Good grief. Several, several hundred of those. And do your bells need regular servicing? Definitely. Yes, they definitely do. Otherwise, they get very difficult to handle. And do they use the, lose their note or something? They sometimes need retuning. That's not a particularly frequent sort of thing to do. They right. just need a lot of maintenance on things like bearings yeah. um, and paintwork and getting all the pigeons and things out of the way. For some reason, pigeons seem to like lurking in bell towers. Yeah. Uh, so is that done by a bell maintenance specialist person? There's usually a designated bell ringer within the band, within the church, who will deal with all the maintenance issues. Oh, okay. We, we also have to deal with health and safety issues these days, which didn't exist when I started ringing. Yeah, sure. So And... and um, so the, the ropes go through a hole in the ceiling, do they? So that if anything, yes, fell, yeah. So if anything fell down, you'd be protected. Yes. You, the most dangerous thing that's going to fall down is dust falling down the hole and landing in your eyes, so you just don't look upwards. Mm. So you don't have to wear a helmet. No. Right. So the hole's quite small. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. What would you say to somebody who's never ever considered being a bell ringer? Um, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them to become one? Well, if they're bored during the COVID lockdowns, I would suggest that they get in touch with the Central Council of Church Bell Ringers. Right. Um, 
and they will put them in touch with a local person to them who will be able to help them to learn. I see. We've had a number of ringers who've been learning on the online platform who will be going into the tower at the end of this lockdown and learning to handle a proper bell. Mm-hmm. But they've learned the technique that we apply to change ringing yeah. in the virtual environment. Oh, I see. So they learned the obstacle course. They just need to learn how to ride the bike. Yeah, understand. Barbara, it's been incredibly informative, and I now know all about bell ringing. Barbara, thank you very much for talking to Human Stories. You've been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.